Hey, I'm Jim Sear. And I'm Jocelyn Yuat. And you're listening to the Avoiding Chores Podcast. And we're right in the middle of our series in 1985. Oh, that's right, folks. If you have not started from the beginning, we, we decided, you know what, we're going to talk about the 80s, how awesome it was. And then we decided to break down every year for each episode. We're in 1985. Lots of us uh, has happened in, in in 85. You know what? WrestleMania debuted and where Mr. T and Hulk Hogan defeated Paul <laughs> Orndorff and Rowdy Rowdy Piper in the main oh, event. Oh, man, really? I mean, who didn't, uh, you know, if you were a teenager in the early to mid-80s, who did not watch, you know, professional wrestling? Everybody oh, did. Huge, Cer- huge. Certainly, certainly, you know, teenagers, especially male teenagers like us, for sure. Oh, I was, what, 13? The height of the A-team, Mr. T was my idol. I got to say, Mr. T, I looked up to Mr. T. Mr. T was, <laughs> I watched the A-team, I had his figurine, even watched his stupid Saturday morning cartoon, I watched his little Sunday, uh, Saturday after school special, uh, Brubaker, I'll have to put a link here, it's fantastic, I haven't seen it. Anyway, WrestleMania, but you know what? I was still watching the French wrestling show on Sunday oh, yes. lunchtime. Yes, with, absolutely. Uh, Edouard Capancier, Edouard Neil Bravo, <laughs> no Rougeau Brothers, uh, Andre the Giant before he got discovered in the WWF or E absolutely. or whatever it is now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He was called Le Géant Ferry in French before <laughs> yes, before he right. became uh, and Andre the Giant. That's funny. And, and you know what? It was La Lutte Scientifique. Oh, yes, I know. Edouard Carpentier and all his... Uh, yeah, that was... Like, we're getting a little bit esoteric there for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah that, again that there, a, but, but... That was our yeah. reality. Hey, uh, um, 1985 was when Coca-Cola launched New Coke, and... It still, to this day, is known as one of the biggest blunders in the business world and the advertising world. And it has, um, it, 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 one of the quotes from one of the executives uh, from, uh, from the company is, uh, I think, it's one of the funniest things I've, I've heard. Because he was, uh, he was at, he, I, think, I think it might have been the president of the company, it doesn't matter. But he was asked if after they, you know, after they went back and reintroduced coca-cola classic right Mm -hmm. and for a while you had both of them on the market you had new coke and you had coca-cola classic right and he was asked if um the company had intentionally changed the formula just in the hopes that consumers would be so annoyed that they would demand the original formula the original formula to come back right and yeah. and which which would really cause kind of a sales spike because you had you would have had to so he was he was asked if this was intentional and you know what his answer was he said he what? said listen we're not that dumb <laughs> and we're not that smart <laughs> I, I think that that's a classic so so there you know he was saying yeah there's a bit it's not that intentional but we kind of had that as a backup perhaps uh, anyways. Quite the interesting thing. Well, you know what? Considering that the project was called Project Kansas, it was going to go up in smoke anyway, right? But, you know, the funny thing about that is that Peter Jennings on ABC interrupted General Hospital. That's back when daytime soap operas was the thing. Interrupted General Hospital to say 
Coke Classic is coming back. But do you remember what came, why it all came about? It came about because Pepsi had this genius marketing campaign and advertising campaign where they were doing the Pepsi taste test. It was genius because they had a blind taste test and in most of those Pepsi won because Pepsi had you know, if I remember well, it had a sweeter flavor, and in blind taste tests, people preferred it. So Coke said, well, geez, if people prefer it, might as well, you know, kind of imitate the formula. And that's what <laughs> they did with New Coke. And yeah. they, they, they really didn't understand that people identified with the product more than the flavor. That was when you really discovered that you were a Coke person or a Pepsi person. Because there are people, and you know them, they will not drink anything but either Coke or Pepsi. That is and true. For me, and for me, it doesn't matter. Both, both is the same to me. So yeah, it, it, for sure. Hey, listen, technology was big in, uh, in 1985. Oh, my God. You know what? The biggest technology, Jocelyn, was that plastic thingy, thingy you, that you put in the middle of your pizza and then you put the box to deliver it. <laughs> no, was, that came out that year? Yeah, that came out in 85. So that little triangle table that's in the middle of your pizza when you get it delivered, when you open it up so that the box doesn't squish it, that was invented uh, in 85. Be, but before that, Jim, before that, they used to put a little ball of dough in the middle that would act and, and do the same purpose, and I would love eating that little ball of dough. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, really? I only know the plastic uh, little nah, triangle table. Jeez, that's yeah. no good. But technology, technology, listen to this. Yes, yes. The compact disc was first introduced on uh, on the US market and I I bought my first compact disc one year after in in 1986 really uh I I, I did not get into compact discs until I believe 89 but wow. let's continue which was, here which was but, probably when most people got into it really well well, well right. not only got into it, it became affordable because the device that I decided to start my CD uh, habits was a Sony Discman back oh, in 89. Right, yeah. right, right, right. We'll talk about that once we get to 89-90. But sure. I was still deep into cassettes. Cassette singles started coming out, I think, around this time, I believe. Okay, listen to this one. This one is yeah. a bit shocking. Um, the first .com domain name was established in 1985. And... I would say that 99.99% of people had not heard of the internet no at that idea. point. No, no absolutely no, not. Well, no, because if we're talking about the last podcast, you were saying that you were using BBMs to download Tetris from Russia using the phone receiver and getting taking like a half day to download like 300 bits, which was is, is nothing in today's terms, right? Well, on, on we most were, BBSs, like Bolton board systems, which were, they were, they were all text-based, right? There were no pictures at all. And you could well, read the text as it was actually printing on your screen. That was, yeah. the, that was the speed of it. So the highlight of consumer computer was either the VIC-20 or Commodore 64, that was or was yeah, I had an Atari 800XL by that time. I think I got yeah. it that year or the year after, whatever it was. So 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 yeah, back then it wasn't wasn't a lot of stuff going on. 
But, uh, you know, it it makes me think about um, some of the other stuff that came out that's still holding on. Like, for example, uh, Tommy Hilfinger started uh, the business back then. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, yeah, in 85. Uh, You know, he's talking about stuff that kind of is lasting technology-wise. We're talking about... uh, you know, uh, Back to the Future. We still talk about Back to the Future because of the dates that they mentioned in the film. I that know that is so by. true. Yes, and, and that was that was out. And uh, y- you know, the Titanic because of the newer technology was found off of uh, the coast of Newfoundland. Uh, was also a big year in uh, 1985. And imagine this. This is this is kind of shocking that it's so long ago because we're all using computers right now that are Windows based. And Windows 1.0 came out in 1985. Wow, I know. And and uh, I didn't use Windows until Windows 3.0. I I you know I was kind of at that time I was not on IBM based computers. I had like I said I had a I I did have a VIC 20. I had a Commodore 64. And then I had an Atari 800 XL, which I kept for a couple of years, and yep. only had you know what we called an IBM compatible. Only yep, had that yep. a few years later, <laughs> and yeah, and with MS DOS, I seem to remember. Do I remember MS DOS 6.2 or something like that? Yeah, 5.2. 5.2. Okay, and then then Windows 3.0, 3.1, 3.11. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a few years later. We'll oh, we'll talk about those Lord. for sure. Oh my god! You know what? I I forget how <laughs> in '85 Christy Brinkley because in 1984 we talked about Billy Joel a little bit Christy Brinkley was in that video she was swimsuit Sports Illustrated by then Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues started to be a thing I'm like oh what is this thing (laughs) hey mom I want to subscribe to Sports Illustrated please Yes, of course. And, here, here you are at 13 years old, right? Just turning oh, into well, 12, 12, 12, going into sure. 13. Yeah. So I, so me and my dot matrix computer, and then people. This is when people would trade, make copies of floppy disks. Oh yeah. Five, five and a quarter inch floppy yep. disks, and they would copy. Say, hey, hey, Jim, 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 just like dope. Hey, man, you want some of this? <laughs> Let me give you that. And then I put it in my computer, ASCII. Printout of Christy Brinkley in the bikini that I will print out on my dot matrix printer, five pages long of her swimsuit. Put that on the wall. <laughs> That's funny. yeah. Check that. Oh, <laughs> so so hey, listen. It was so Christy sad. Brinkley so back then was married with Billy Joel, as you said, which mm-hmm. t- which takes me back to the world of music. And nothing, mm-hmm. nothing was bigger in music that year than the follow up to the previous year's Band Aid single, which was then in '85, "We Are the World" by USA for Africa. And you, yep. when you had tears, uh, tears are not enough by uh, the Canadian uh, contingent doing uh, the uh, the charity uh, single for Ethiopia, and then culminating in the summer of 1984 with the Live Aid that happened both in uh, London and Philadelphia, with Phil yep. Collins taking the yep. Concord and Concord. playing yes. both shows on the same night. I watched, I watched maybe 
maybe five, eight hours. There was a little gap in between. But yeah, I remember watching Phil Collins at the beginning, and then I had to do some stuff, and then came back after supper, and then here's Phil Collins back. He's doing his stuff. By then, he was doing, I think it was he just started his solo stuff by then. He was doing more of his solo songs. That's right. The Genesis yeah. songs. Yep. But yeah, huge, man. I remember I remember recording some of that. And and then people were like, hey, I wonder if they're going to sell VCR tapes of this whole thing. <laughs> and they did. And, and you know what? And that is one of the few things I have not looked on YouTube, whether or not they have Live Aid on YouTube. The show. You know what? I have not either, and I, I'm sure they do. But uh, oh, for me, gosh. it was a gigantic event. I was such a fan of music at the time. And I literally was glued to the TV the entire day. I don't think, uh, you know, I, I got up maybe to, to grab a bite or something, but that was it. I, I needed to watch the whole thing. It was very important to me. Oh, yeah. But but you know what? 85 was a huge year for music. Madonna like a virgin, wham, you know, we're, we're at Careless Whisper, end of things, Phil Collins with his solo album, One More Nice, Studio, um, we had uh, Simple Minds, Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, uh, Brian Adams, you know, he had his Heaven song, uh, Duran Duran because it was a James Bond movie, uh, Huey Lewis, Dire Straits, Money for Nothing. And your chicks for free. I'm not sure that lyric would fly today. No, not today. But And uh, Ready for the World, Oh Sheila. Remember that song? Oh, man, really? Oh Sheila. Uh, 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 oh Sheila. <laughs> Unbelievable. I think, I think there was an extra uh in there, but anyway. <laughs> hey, listen, the, the other thing, you know, Michael Jackson, who had struck it rich the, the year before, I guess, Bought um, all the the rights to all the Beatles songs. Yes, every yes. single Beatles song, and that was a huge controversial moment. I remember, yes, I remember right. Paul I remember McCartney that. being very, very annoyed at this. And what happened shortly thereafter is that he started selling the rights for the Beatles songs to be used in a lot of commercials, and yeah. that that really angered fans. And uh, um, the interesting thing is way, way, way later, and I think only a few years ago, um, McCartney and I think Ringo Starr was involved as well, uh, managed to buy back the rights uh, to their songs. Yes. So, so good yeah, on them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, good but on it them. took yeah, a long, long time. That was a big I deal. Do, I do remember listening to that on the news when I was doing farmhand chores on the farm <laughs> i was clearing out the stalls I, we had uh, we had speakers with radios and we we're listening to abc news back then but hey two two groups in music since we we're just closing off the music the miami vice theme oh wow yes 1985 young hammer uh and uh mr mr broken wings oh yeah that was pretty big yeah 85 huge man those are two tapes two cassettes that i had bought wow Oof. a lot Incredible. of uh anyway hey, you know listen, what in the world of video games the nintendo was launched the was nintendo really? nes really yeah with and and super mario brothers was the big breakout game that made the Good nintendo Lord. system the ubiquitous game system mm -hmm. in that duck, era. Duck Hunt. Yeah, Duck Hunt. I remember that for sure. That was it. 
Oh, yeah, with man, with that gun. You. you remember the gun? Came yeah. With it? Well, I was I was I was uh, I was like a sharpshooter, man. I was <laughs> Mister Duck Hunt in our three house radius. Nobody wanted to play because I would just pop them off. No kidding. Oh man. Hey, listen, eighty five uh, eighty five was uh, was a pretty big year, clearly, and uh, it, it's it's interesting because as we go along in the decade. You know the ne- the year after was uh, was the year actually no eighty five was the year I I turned eighteen so now I'm getting into adulthood and I have a uh, I'm starting to get a different relationship to the stuff that was going on than you did because you were still you know a, an early teenager back then right yeah that's right and uh, you know you know and I still was had uh, my hands on my toys I still had transformers gobots was kind of big you know gobots that looked like boom boxes and uh, you know cameras uh, little uh, 110 120 film cameras that you would take pictures and then put it in a yellow envelope and put it in the mail and then a month later, we get your developed pictures back. Oh, no kidding! Oh, hey, listen crazy. before we uh, before we close this one, I, I'm going to tell you one little tidbit of information which I don't think in our little research we did. I don't think you picked up on. Okay. In 1985, in mm-hmm. Ottawa, yeah. the Corel Company was founded. Really, 85. So, wow. and and I think you 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 have uh, some. Uh, some association with Corel, right? Well, since I was an employee from 98 to 2002-ish. Wow, really? 85? Wow, yep, they founded were in Ottawa. Long. Interesting, they, isn't it? They, very interesting. Hopefully, they're still on their Carling Road uh, Gold Building, if you drive by there. I haven't driven by Ottawa for, for a few years, but... You know what, they, they were in the big thing in vector illustration, graphics, Jocelyn. They were really a pioneer. Adobe, Adobe kind of won out. But you know what, Corel is still very popular in Brazil, Germany, and some uh, some other uh, territories, let's put it that way. Well, Corel uh, Draw really was, you, you know, I, I, I think the the ancestor and, and the ones that propelled other programs, even, even Photoshop, you know, was kind of a successor to some of the stuff that Corel was doing. Well, and I believe the story goes when I was in there that Adobe pretty much copied uh, everything from Corel and made it Adobe Illustrator. And then, of course, they evolved it over time. Yep. And Illustrator is the monster that it is today. So good luck trying to learn that. But uh, Corel was definitely was, draw was the, the most easy to learn vector illustration program so you know i i really miss it because I, I i'm working on a mac now and i don't have access to the program and if i had windows i would be still using it otherwise i'd be using uh, something else so anyway well, there you, you know go. What, 1985 big year eh? oh man huge year huge year i mean you know what this is great to going back this memory lane and i'm thinking about all the school dances that nobody Oh, you know what? I'm going to have to drink some beers to forget some memories, to, to, to bring down some of these bad memories of high school dances or uh, middle school dances here. Thanks, Jocelyn, for bringing up. Okay, you know what? Folks, if you like this podcast, review on uh, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Just search for Avoiding Chores. You can also go to our website, avoidingchores.com, where you can watch 
the previous episodes.